Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, it is episode 86 of the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here yeah. with you. Brian is in a pretty good mood. A lot of stuff going on. We are in early July. And we've got a lot of stuff going on. But one of the things that Brian had been anticipating very highly this year, and if you know, watch this podcast, you know he's a big fan of Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> And Freddie Gibbs, I am not as big a fan as Freddie Gibbs. And that's no shade to Freddie Gibbs, and I will get into why and explain this. Mm -hmm. But Ryan had been anticipating the Bandana Project, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, producer, if you do not know, uh, dropping. Ryan, as usual, was excited. I, upon this album being I'm released, underselling it right now. Let me just say that. I was not- oh, I, I was, knew you were going to sell it when listen, you bro, spoke. I was hype. Like, really hype. Because Too hype. Here's the thing. I don't get hype for albums, period, right? I don't really get hype for albums like that. Not all the time, but like, for example, when I see The Lost Tapes 2 about to come out, maybe, sort of, I'm like, okay, cool. When I see Nazir, I'm like, Kanye's involved, so I'm not so hyped about it, right? <laughs> it's a little different. Now, when I see Freddie Gibbs with Currency, and they do Fetty from last year, I'm not super hype, but I'm like, I'll listen to that, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be really good. It was. Um... When I, but Bandana is different because this is something that's been talked about for a long time. We're talking about multiple years. Since their previous collaboration, which was Pinata. Yeah. Pinata came out in 2014. We started hearing the rumblings about Bandana, I want to say as early as 2017. Why is the album called Bandana? That's something I've been wanting to know. I don't know. Why is Pinata Pinata? Why is Bandana Bandana? I, I'm probably not the person to ask. <laughs> Like, I got to do some digging into that. I'm surprised nobody's asked that. Like, I, maybe it has. I haven't, you know, he had, he didn't do a, a huge press run, if that makes sense. But I've been looking forward to this just because of how good the first one was. Like, we have a predecessor. We have something of reference, right? We have something that we could point to and be like, yo, that's a classic. Right. A lot of people say that Pinata is an underground classic. I would agree. It was one of the best albums that came out that year as far as, like, critical I listen, I listened to it, and I thought it was good. As far as critical acclaim goes, yeah. though, like it's 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 what he's known for in terms of his best work. Mm -hmm. But bro, this album, listen, I, first bandana drop, the song bandana, right? Or was it flat tummy tea? I don't remember which one was first, but it was flat tummy tea. It was bandana, bandana, which was not on the project, which surprised me because it's called bandana. It was a really good song, right? And I love that song. Uh, and. Yeah, it's, it gets me really intense. But you got Bandana, <laughs> you got Flat <laughs> Tummy T, the then you have Crime Pays, and then you have Giannis, right? And when I hear those 
when I see that three of those four were on the track list that came out a few days before, and then there's also, and we don't really get hype off of guest lists up here, but when you see... I do, when they're good. Yeah, but yeah, but when you see Pusha T and Killer Mike on the same song, and then you see Black Thought and Most Death, Yassi and Bay on the same song, and then you also still have Anderson Pack, right? Yep. So, and then you hear things like, these are beats that were originally the sense of Kanye, and Freddie Gibbs basically took them, <laughs> which sounds like something Freddie Gibbs would do. Snatched them. <laughs> and then you hear the product, and it's it's 15 songs, and it's 46 minutes, only one skit, and it's the intro, which is like 30 seconds, which is actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> yes. There's also another skit that's pretty funny. In that yeah, too. it's it's 45 seconds. And 45 minutes. It's 45 minutes. It's three minute songs, and it's just it's so cohesive. It's his best body of work. I'm willing to say that it's going to be a classic. It's going to be thought of as a classic. Pitchfork already gave it a good rating, and you know how they are with ratings. Pitchfork gave it an 8.1 or whatever it is. I think See, it's I, even better than that. I think it, that's that's kind of where I. Oh, let me talk to it. So I had forgotten that the album dropped. Until you texted me Friday morning. What did I uh, say? That, that it dropped. You just texted me. It was like you listened to it and you told me whatever it was. Oh, and I forgot. I thought, I thought it was one of my all caps texts. Yeah, I forgot what I I was doing something Friday. Oh. I, I didn't was, listen to it Thursday night, by the oh, way, yeah, when it came I, out. Yeah, yeah. I went to sleep. I was like, no, no, no. Because if I listen to it, I'm going to be up till 3 a.m. just repeating. Yeah, it. I had flown back in from D.C. <laughs> and I just think I just passed out. So I didn't listen to it. So Friday morning I had to work. And then I think I got, I was do, running some errands. And I actually. Shots got to listen to it and I listened to it in kind of two separate listings listenings around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, yo, these beats are really good. And Gibbs and Freddie Gibbs is rapping. Full disclosure, as people as I mentioned before, I am not the Freddie Gibbs fan that Brian is. I haven't liked some of the other projects I listened to. I did not like the Freddie project. I did not care from that. I did like Pinata. That was the one thing and I listened to some of what is it, Shadow of uh Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow and of the, a Doubt. And you only live twice was only, the, You that, only live twice I like that E P. I did like half of the tracks on there. So I did you like that. You didn't listen to Fetty, did you? Because you would like that. That's Alchemist production. Yeah, I did. I think because I don't really care for currency, currency. but like I didn't Cur- listen to Currency that. did this thing on that. Yeah, show too. Um, you should listen to. Oh, William and Lord. I did also. So I listened. I went and listened to a couple stuff. I did enjoy the Static Selected joint EP that he had. Oh yeah, from that 2011. I, that I actually OG really. OG Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, that still I still re- selling crack Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> that, that I really liked. Um, maybe because I also I'm really fond of Static Selectors production. Oh yeah. But this Madler production, I did like Piana. I didn't. I think this is. I will say to you, I do think this is better than Piana. I agree. It's more cohesive. I think the beats are even better. I thought the beats stood out more in Piana mm-hmm. in terms of against his rapping. But here, I think they mesh perfectly. He really did a good job in the beats. The song with Pusha T, Palmolive. Woo! That's up there as one of my hip hop songs of the year already. Yo, and so it's is Giannis. Really for good. Me. Giannis is up there. I mean. And probably the most deaf. Gibbs, Gibbs did his thing. <laughs> and an education with most deaf and black thought. Yeah. Everybody ripped it, including Gibbs on the last verse. Um, Practice was really Practice is a really good song. <laughs> Cataracts is a really good song. This is an album. I give the album, I think it's really strong. I, you know, I, I do the out of five or sometimes out of 10 rating. I have it at like the eight out of 10. I think Pitch Pork is right on point with that. I think it's strong. I think it's. That. I, I think it's good. I don't yeah. think it's... I have to sit with it more. The songs I really like, Palmolive and Cataracts and Education, I'm really bumping all over over again. It's a really good album and a really good project from Gibbs, who I think thought was always a talented rapper. I kind of wanted to see him more with some production I liked over a longer period. I think this is what... I, I, when he does, he does... He's versatile. He gets on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think because this is very soulful. It's kind of not with the trap beats. 
I thought this worked. I thought it's good. I think it's one of the better hip hop albums I've heard this year. There haven't been that many good hip hop albums this year. I think it's the album of the year so far. Um, in, in terms, terms of, of hip hop, yeah, I, I haven't like, heard anything really better. And Anderson Pack is probably like maybe the album album of the year. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I would, would for like, me it is. that, but it's up there. But I'm he's not hip hop. You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's in a different lane. He, well, especially in the, I would say the album he put out before Oxnard was more hip hop than Ventura. Yeah, what he did um, on Giannis is. Probably yeah. more hip hop. Yeah, and he has the ability to go into that space. Yes, I absolutely. think this is my right now. If I had to put a hip hop album in the year, it probably would be. It's very close to this album, so I could go either way. It's either this or it's uh, <laughs> "Not Swimming But Drowning" by Laurel Carner, UK rapper who made my top four the first time we did our hip hop awards. Mm. That I think is really good. Um, it's really tough. I think both the albums are at the same level, but that is mine, right? Yeah. yeah, but I was impressed. I'm here to say that. I know this is shocking. People have had me see me laugh at you on this podcast. I am here for the Gibbs for, uh, I was going to call it Pinata, Bandana. Bandana. It's a really good album. It's really good, man. I was actually impressed with it. Not it's disappointed at all. It's an enjoyable listen. And I hope, you know, I mean, look, Gibbs is an independent artist. We're happy to see independent artists do well. I hope people uh, listen to it and will support it. But yeah. I, it was a good project. Now, it's, I find what I love is that he also didn't care that Chris Brown was dropping the same day. He didn't care that Daniel Caesar's dropping the same day. Yeah. DJ Mustard, like he and 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 then Chance the Rapper, you know his 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 acid rap. It go, it goes on streaming platforms. Like he just didn't care. Oh. He dropped it out, and I think that worked for him also, uh, because it made him stand out. Right, because now you see what the project is. Right, you see all the acclaim that it's getting on Twitter because Twitter is already saying it was album of the year. Twitter could be hype beasty or whatever. I think it can. But, but I, think so. I don't. I, I, you know, I think you know when something's good. I'm I'm gonna yeah, sit with it a little more. It's one but. of those things where, and that's what it is. It's a little easier this year because I haven't heard I haven't heard anything where right away I'm like, oh man, like this is dope. Yeah. Outside of maybe Anderson Pack, I like Little Sims album. I thought Denzel Curry's album was pretty good. I actually like Denzel Curry if you don't know, but it wasn't. It wasn't this. It wasn't this. Like if you're, <laughs> the yo, Brian hype is on uh, on like but ten. It's objective though. It's really objective. Can you be objective with Freddie Gibbs? Yes, because I, I've told you before. You said you didn't care that much about Freddie, and with Freddie, I'm like, no, there, I didn't there, care. There's some all. songs on Freddie that I love, but for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm just seven out of ten. This is a good project. It's more than listening to what I want to do. I, I and I and I thought from what I had. Previously listened to with Gibbs, I thought there was some more diversity and subject matter in this album, right, that's what which I is I think say. what makes it for me. I thought he had some really good songs, introspective like practice, and you know I thought that I think there were things that were better. It was probably the most introspective I felt like I heard him since you only live you twice, twice mm-hmm. where I was impressed with some of the introspection in some of those songs. So I think he's got the ability to be a really good rapper. He is a really good rapper. He can rap. He can rap his ass off. But you mean an overall artist? Yeah, and put together, I think, projects. Yeah, Yeah. put together projects stronger. But, you know, I think I always like about him that he doesn't take himself too seriously, and that's why you can't put out a project like Freddie. Um, But, you know, the features were good. Didn't OD with the features. Didn't OD with the length of the tracks. It's a very smooth listen. It was perfect. Um, I could cut out a couple of tracks, but I'm nitpicking there. It's a very smooth listen, 15 tracks, easy. One of the tracks is a 30-second skit, like you said. Yeah. I haven't skipped, like, in list- I've listened to it probably five times now, straight through. Yeah. Four or five times straight through. I haven't skipped. I haven't skipped a song. So you've got There have it. been songs that I've replayed, though. Like, I've replayed Half Man, Half Cocaine. i replayed Freestyle-ish. i replayed Crime Pays. Uh, Palomolive. Flat Tummy T. Well, I heard that when that was already out. Giannis. Uh, Practice. Education. Production's great on all those songs, man. So right is really it's a re- and you know what I love about it too is the sequencing. 
Like when you listen to freestyle ish, that is the song that you should have first. Or you know, yeah, it's a good start to the album. Yeah, like there's not, there's no drums. You know what I'm saying? But like, see, I think a lot of that comes with. This is why I'm a fan of people working with one producer when there's a chemistry there. These are the things that a producer is going to guide you through in and talking about the sequencing and all that stuff. Four, four, four. And that, yeah, that comes through. Sometimes I'm, I start to, as the older I get, I enjoy some of these albums more where people work with one producer and just lock in. Or you got to get a good team, maybe two or three producers mm-hmm. that kind of fit a sound. That's also where I see a good thing. You don't sometimes people go for seven, eight, nine producers. It's like too much. And this is where Matt Lib, Matt Lib to that point outdone himself because in Pinata, a lot of the beats were great and also you know similar vibe that you get from them. And Half Man, Half Cocaine, there's a trap, but there, it works. There, yes, and and in that song and in other songs, he's switching beats. Mid song, song. you yeah. know what I mean, and Freddie Gibbs is just going like a flat tummy tee. There's a beat change, and it just continues. Uh, there's another song that's escaping me. Maybe goddamn, I don't remember. But there are other yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's other songs where there's beat changes, and then Mad Lib has some trap elements in it. Like, I it's feel really good. There are some songs that sound gruffer than others. They don't sound as polished, and it works. Like the most deaf and uh, uh um, like the most deaf and uh, black. Almost like track. they all were rapping through a phone, and I kind of like that. Yeah, vocally. exactly, exactly. And I heard Parks explaining this on the Joe Budden podcast. He's like, they meant to do that. Like, yeah, you don't. You're not adding stems yeah. or something like that. Like the way Mad Lib is doing it. It's meant to sound like that, and that's not to that's not a cop out to be like, oh, nah. why wasn't the quality like? No, some music is meant to sound like that. There's a reason why Thirty Six Chambers is you know gets the acclaim that it does. You know, it's fun. It's funny you. It's funny you bring that up because we were talking. I was talking about the album with my boy the other day. We both were talking about he started doing it. I plan to do this for a year. I'm gonna actually start. Um, I'm not really big into collecting things, but I'm gonna start a vinyl collection. And I want to get some jazz and hip-hop albums and stuff in other genres that I like that warmer, analog, gritty sound. There's certain music that it just sounds better with that. Um, mm-hmm. Like Anderson Pox Ventura is something I really want to like sit and listen to on vinyl uh, because of the way that album is. So, like, yeah, when people, they, they're trying to get that that sound and you don't know if they even recorded it in an analog state instead of digital, I enjoy that. You got it. That's what good producers can do when mixing it and different things on the album. So... I enjoyed it. Now, the question for you is, mm. this came in the middle of the year for you. You're already saying it's your hip-hop album of the year. So far, yeah. So objectively, far, look, uh, totally objectively. This, this so has not far. been a great year for hip-hop in but terms of that's albums. That's the thing. Where's the competition for this? So, yeah, like I said, I've probably heard one thing that even really is up par with this, in my opinion, in terms of hip-hop. Uh, does this kind of disappoint you now for the rest of the year? Are you looking for anything else better? Are you on your uh, bandana high? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not listening to anything else for for probably a little while. But that's also by virtue of like, yo, if if the dream if the Dreamville stuff came out this weekend, I probably would have gotten around to that by now. But that's a project that I'm actually looking forward to that I think is going to be pretty good. The yeah, Dreamville I, project. I actually think it's going to be pretty good. And I, it's funny you turn this into that. I like the uh, Down Bad single. I've been playing that a lot. Uh, it knocks well. My daughter's been enjoying that too. I'm looking, um, I'm looking up a list of some other albums that are supposed to come out. I have out, no right? idea what else is and, coming and out. And I did, I did just remember this. So in a couple weeks or a week and a half from when this episode is out, we're supposed to get Big Crit. And that I'm looking forward oh, to. Oh, I forgot about Crit that. Was here. That I'm looking forward to because Big Crit's last have... album was arguably his best album. Oh, we both love that up there, here. Speaking of him, there's something else that's coming out, and I found it out via him. He produced the first single for Joel Ortiz's album, which will be called Monday. That is coming out on in the end of August, one of the last things on August. Okay. And the song is really good. Did you hear did you hear the other Joel Ortiz song though? What's it called? Oh, the one you sent me off of the uh little EP <laughs> you did. That I, I, nobody played it on his podcast. He was dying. I meant to I meant to tell you you sent it to me and I, I watched the video. It was him. And I was just like, 
Nah. Yeah, he's yeah, but he's it's kind of a fun. jokey he's song. Fun. But this but this album, the first single he did, I forgot the name of it, it's escaped me right now, but he did it Crits on the Hook and he produced it. It Ooh, yeah. As long as he's anchored on the hook. Yeah. Ooh, and production. Yes. Crit doesn't rap, he's on the hook. It he it's a really song good song and an interesting song to put out as the first single. He talks about his um not being there as much as he wanted to being a rapper for his sons. Okay. It's a really actually good song. Joel Ortiz seems to be in the space, and I want to applaud him. This is why I want to say this. Hmm. And where he and I feel like Royce did this last year too. Mm. Some of these dudes are embracing mature rap and talking about the things around them in their life and getting more introspective. And Joel Ortiz did that with one of our favorite albums of last year um, that he did with Apollo Brown. He seems like he's doing it again in this album. Another thing I see is he's working like three producers. Crit produced the Heatmakers, who did a lot of great production on Jim Jones. Oh, Jim last jo- album. Yeah, and that was a good album too. Um, Bandana's better, but that's uh, one of the. I don't think it's close. The Jim Jones album, that's one of the better albums that came out this year too. Yeah, and um, I forgot the other producer. Oh, Apollo Brown did some of the production. Okay, on this yeah, album they too. they just had a great. That was in our top fives. Yeah, Joel Ortiz but and Apollo, Apollo Brown. Brown's gonna be doing some producing on his okay, new album. Good. So there, I forgot about Crit. There are some things I'm looking forward to then. Then uh, the the week after, on July 19th, apparently, uh, Murs and Ninth Wonder are dropping a collab. Another one, yeah. The second, album. I like Murs and Ninth Wonder collaborations. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Murs fan, so I'm looking forward to that. And I love Ninth Wonder. He's in my that's top five producers ever. I'm fine with that. Ever. Uh, and then other than that, you you got a chance to rapper at some points about to drop. Yeah. Uh, E40, but there's some other. Did E40 just drop an album? Yeah. He just dropped one a couple weeks ago. Whatever. It was during um, the finals. And then there's other projects that we don't know when they're gonna drop, and they're kind of just gonna come Lost out. Tapes too. So Lost Tapes Two is the top of. Is the top for me along with the Dreamville project, but Lost Tapes too above that in terms of things that I'm looking for. When a Kendrick to. album is coming out, maybe maybe the fall off for J Cole. Uh, Kendrick, yeah, it's been two years because last year he just did the um, Black the, Panther the Black Panther soundtrack, and the year before, which is not Damn. really his album, but it's kind of like a compilation. I don't Kendrick. count it as an album. Yeah, me neither. Um, what else you got? Master P and Young Jeezy. What? Common's working on something. Birdman I read the and other Juvenile. Day. What are these collabs? Cardi the Birdman B. Juvenile knew about that. Cardi B. Oh, Sky Zoo and Pete Rock. Oh, we forgot about that. Bro. He said that's coming soon. Yeah, yeah, Should, yeah. I think it's... Yeah. So, that, so okay. Th- those are my top three. That I'm I do like the to. name of that album, Retropolitan. Retropolitan. No order. Retropolitan, Lost Tapes 2, and The Dreamville Project. Because I don't know, I have to I don't, do that. I don't know if we're getting the fall off this year, the J. Cole album. I don't know if we are. I could see it late. I, I, I think, can see it late I think we'll probably get Dreamville and he'll wait till probably next year to do the fall off. And hopefully we'll we have Kendrick at some point. Um, Joey Joey Badass, another one. Is he coming. supposed to drop something? He put out a video a couple months ago where he played some songs off the off the off the upcoming album. It was in certain things in his video he did. There was this one song if you watch it. It was like a it was about him touring with Pro Era, and because you know they just dropped that the Beast Coast album. Yeah. Um, I have to get speaking of that. There's an album I got into recently that was underrated that dropped last year. But anyway. He had a song where he has the Roy Ayers Sunshine sample underneath it, and it sounded fantastic. So I'm waiting to hear the full version of that song. Speaking of Beast Coast, I went back and listened to an album that dropped late last year that was totally under my radar, but it's from a Flatbush-based group, uh, the Underachievers, who I got into kind of around the same time as Pro Era. But they really haven't impressed me since their second mixtape. But this is an album they have called After the Rain, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It kind of talks a lot about like depression and positivity, and they're usually on their psychedelic drug rap, but this is very different for them. But the production was really good and fresh, and I liked it. And it, I probably would have had it as an honorable mention for last year. I don't think it would have crapped the top five, mm, yeah. but it's a solid album. Um, so I was really impressed. I've been actually listening to that a lot lately. So Other than that? Yeah, other than that. It's, there, there ain't much else. Earth Gang, do you like Earth Gang? No, not really. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, they have a couple joints I like, but they're supposed to be dropping something. And Drake is, you know, that, working on that's something okay. that people expect. Um, and I expect it in the summer. I was hoping we get Rihanna this summer, so we'll see what happens. Well, Rihanna that. was supposed to do a reggae album that I've been waiting on for years. Rihanna, She's we been need busy, that. you know, making, no. like, billions of dollars. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, sister so, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. So. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, well, hopefully, hip-hop, wake up. 2019, we need you to wake yeah. up, please. But Bandana... I'm I'm very I'm very satisfied. We know and you are. Freddie Gibbs doesn't need to do anything for the rest of the year except tour. And when he comes to New York, I'm trying to get out. Which there. will be your first concert? Yeah, amazing. I mean, I've seen Ice Cube live. I've seen Nas live. Those but, weren't they weren't concerts. But there were like NBA games. Nah, that doesn't count. Big three events. Nah, doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. I've seen like I've seen some acts. I haven't gone to a like a, a concert. Freddie Gibbs will be like your that. first one. And I, I, I said I almost went to Freddie, but I was. I was busy. I could have still gone, but I was like, I'm going to wait till Bandana drops. And now that Bandana's dropped, I know he's going to tour New York. He always comes out here. New York. Oh, yeah, of course. So, of course he's going to. It's when, He used to live in Harlem, so you know what I'm saying? Yep. He's, he's always going to come back. Yep. That I'm going to, and I'm bringing you with me. We're going. I will be there. We're going as a show. Bandana show. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Tee Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t.pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official Backpack Broadcasting here today. We talked about our last podcast, which we did the uh, live podcast, where we had our guys, Jamal Murphy, Gerard Hector. We talked a lot about the NBA. Um, NBA free agency has just been absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. More stuff coming down. Jimmy Butler not Staying in Philly, sign and trade to Miami. Still details yeah. of that. We're going to um, give you five minutes of this because a lot is going to change from the time we recorded this to when yeah, this so comes out. Yeah, so we're not going to go as well, crazy. Well, Gordon just got traded to Dallas, so yeah. Didn't even see that. Yeah. So that is a lot of uh, did, It's been a lot. It was a flurry. He's with, he's with, he's, uh, he's Slovenian, like uh, Luka Doncic, and they have the same age. They got a, a little European trio there. Yeah. I mean, and pe- good. People, people jokingly on Twitter call them the Magavericks. Or however no, that goes. Don't, no. I'm not doing that with Dallas because no. Mark Cuban is really not that dude. No. Uh, but, no. but I'm gonna boo them for that. Yeah. Boo. Just no, that's corny. Yeah. No. I, I but but I will say this. I think that's a it's a good big three. It's an interesting big three. It's a really good Luka big three. Luka Doncic takes another step. And I think he could. I think he could be one of these dudes that averages twenty five seven and seven soon. <laughs> I just saw probably I just saw probably I'm gonna have to retweet this because it's probably my favorite tweet of free agency. I just saw Really? Uh, Howard Beck with a tweet. He said, like biggest Howard winner Smith. of free agency. Uh, Howard Beck, friend of the podcast, been on here twice. Sure, we'll have him on before the NBA season again. Yeah. Uh, biggest winner of free agency, tampering. <laughs> 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 Yo, he's so right. You know why he's right? How many deals were reported to have been finalized like right after 601 before it was done? Like This was one of the craziest years because you had Woj, and pretty much Woj, tweeting out stuff. Friday, like Friday, there was stuff coming down that Friday. You know, the Friday before free uh, started on Sunday. Before that, Kyrie and 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 the Nets, that was kind of lockstep for over since before the draft. It's like the worst kept secret. It's like two weeks. Already. How many people are out here snitching though? <laughs> With this news, like there's so many people snitching. Y'all can't keep these secrets. Listen, man. Y'all, like like really, 
I, I think about that sometimes. There's a little bit too much snitching going on. Like, it kind of, I don't want to say it's it t- Part of it is the thirst that we've mentioned this, the thirst that we just have. Do you for think it took the steam out of, because some of the stuff, like, before Sunday at 6 p.m. of free agency, we knew that Kyrie. We knew about Durant. We knew about Durant, right? We knew Durant about an hour before. We knew about Kyrie. We knew about uh, yeah. Kemba going to Boston. Uh-huh. Do you think it took some of the steam out of free agency? A lot of stuff happened on Sunday. It did. It's just, I mean, shoot, it's like, I mean, look. If we could redo our live pod, maybe we start at four instead of six. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we started like at six, maybe and it was we, like then we don't go home so late on Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe that's that's what it is. And even with the draft, I, it kind of spoils that too because you have woes and everyone else. You know, it's crazy. Draft picks I, ahead I, of you draft. know, it's crazy. I've gotten used to that, and it actually, this was the first year, the first year of the NBA draft, and it had a lot to do because I was busy. I was coming from work. I did not watch one second of the draft. I didn't I watch barely, anything in the draft. I barely did. I followed it all on my phone through Woj. I actually was out. I was sitting. I was sitting in the barbershop, and I could have put it on YouTube TV on my phone. Yeah. And I decided to. I think I decided to watch something else. I was watch like another episode of Handmaid's Tale or something, and just follow the alerts on my other phone. I was working that night at the Nest practice facility. I had my back turned to the TV because I was just looking on my phone and seeing who gets picked, and you know, doing the analysis on Twitter I, it's and funny, watching I and stuff like that. I, think, I didn't. I barely turned and looked at the screen when I watched. And I was sitting next to Gerard when I was watching it. I think I, I would see how that's being annoying. But on days when you're not watching or you're around, it's good. I was getting all these, and there were so many trades, so it was fantastic. But no. You know what? Howard Beck's right. Tampering definitely was going on mm-hmm. all the time. There's nothing you can do about it if those people complain. Who cares? I don't care anything about the tampering. I think it's funny that we try to act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But I can care absolutely less. The amount of moves that went down Sunday that um, are going on, the way teams have shifted, uh, the winners and losers. We talked about that in the last podcast. Look, it's just a good time, man. And now, and now we got summer league. And let's end this here. But do you think that they should flip this? Yeah, I, oh, I'm a big flip, oh, yeah, flip yeah, yeah, the yeah. free agency before well, the first, draft. Well, first of all, a couple of things. One, and we'll get into this in another podcast. Like the we'll, NFL does it that way. Yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get into this in another podcast. One, we need to get rid of the draft. That's number one. Well, I think yeah. the draft is an antiquated yeah. model that does not work. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Two, if you're going to have the draft, free agency should be for the draft because it makes sense for teams to fill their needs through free agency and then draft. It's kind of ridiculous that we do it the other way. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see that flipped if you're going to keep the draft. I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, I'd love that you get away, get rid of the draft. And I could get into that another time, and I think we will. We're going to try to get a guest up here to talk about that. Mm. But – that is, and we'll get into that in a deeper dive in you know economics and sports, and I think that'll be a really good thing to talk about. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's time to flip it at least in that way. It just makes more sense, you know. You slot in your rookies that you're trying to get after you've done everything you can in free agency. But you know the way the way people do it is they just, and we were talking about this before. People just like things the way they've always. It's been. lazy thinking. It's, it is, and you're okay with the status quo. We have to evolve from that. Yeah, so, you, the, yeah. like the draft is literally unethical, and we've just always done it, so it continues to be done that way. Um, there's there's just a more effective way to get players into the next level than than having them drafted. I agree. All, All right, right, we'll we'll leave it on that. I'll wrap it up. Numbers, numbers eighty six. We have Antonio Freeman. That's a good ah, place to start. That's a good one. But it's going to get better, and I think you're going to pick this guy, Heinz Ward. Who I Heinz Ward, good guy. Met him while I was a uh, student at the University of Pittsburgh. Nice guy. We got a few other good ones, but it's probably going to be Heinz Ward. We got uh, Buck Buchanan, 
or it could be however. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be Heinz Ward. Stanley Morgan. Uh, la, 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 la. You don't it? know. You might have. Uh... Jake Reed. Todd Heap. Todd Heap. Todd Heap was a good title. Dennis Northcutt. Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Orande Gadsden, who I like. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. You weren't going to go with like 86 for the last time the Mets won a World Series? They don't deserve that right now. No. We, that, that is for another podcast, and we are going to get into that because I'm not happy with that team. When free agency dies down, probably towards the end of the month, during the All-Star break perhaps? Yep. Might That'd be, be some baseball. Time. We'll have to get into some baseball. Yep. All right. That's it for episode 86 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast from the Gotham Podcast Studio. Uh, please continue to subscribe uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all the other platforms, Spotify, all the platforms you listen to us on. Uh, be sure to support all of our great content. Season three of the Sports Walk is out now. Uh, we're coming up on uh, three episodes through that we've been already. So a couple more great guests to come through on there. Also continue to support us on Patreon. Uh, that's it for this episode. Special thank you to our producer, Matt, who's holding it down, doing everything, uh, making sure the audio and everything sounds right. Uh, for Brian and Dexter, free agency is madness. Summer League is here. And Bandana's the album of the year. That rhymed. Yeah. Yo, the bars yeah. we put together. Bars. All right, that's it for the Ain't Hard Tell Podcast. Until next time, y'all. Peace.